Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Music for your brain, Discoculia diagnosis by the chiropractor, great tips for students with learning disabilities, do you need math throughout your whole school career and avoid the summer slide? This is our podcast for week 23 in 2019. We welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Disco Coolia Services, and she's going to help us review the links that we published on our website, discoculiaheadlines.com. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Always great to be here. Absolutely. Now, uh, the first link is it's very nice. It says um, it's about music for your brain. Music for your brain, what's that? Listen to classic music, that kind um, of thing? Well, um, they have um, really made a big <coughs> uh, study about this. Okay. It's uh, an article um, that makes the claim that the child's brain develops faster with expo- exposure to music education. And we have obviously seen more um, uh, research in that uh, in that. Uh, direction. Mm-hmm. This particular one is a two-year study and it's done by researchers at the Brain and Creativity uh, Institute at the University of Southern California mm-hmm. and they published it in Developmental Cognitive Neuroscience, so congratulations. And it's a study of um, preschool children, first and second grade, and they began already in 2012. Okay. And uh, they monitored a group of um, children from an underprivileged background in Los Angeles. I think they had uh, 37 children. And 13 of them uh, got music instruction, actually through the youth orchestra. Uh, It's a Los Angeles program. And they practiced up to seven hours each week. So that was really an intense music-oriented intervention. And then there were 11 children uh, from the same uh, uh, underprivileged background, and uh, they did a community-based soccer program. Okay. Also very useful. And uh, another uh, group of kids, I think there were 10 or or 12, maybe 13 kids, or I forgot that, uh, and they were not involved in any training at all. So they, they had a control group here. That okay. I always like that. So then they had three groups. They okay. had three groups. So the three groups were compared uh, and they actually did um, uh, EEG, electrical activity registration. They did uh, behavior testing and they monitored uh, changes in the brain scan. So they were mm. pretty in-depth uh, research. That's interesting. And it actually showed that the group who were uh, exposed to music and and had music instruction, that it did accelerate the auditory brain development of those kids. And uh, that is obviously uh, linked to uh, language development. um, And that is in its um, uh, own right then... um, Connected to his reading skills, speech perception. Okay, so but it was not necessarily focused on that. No, that was not the focus of this okay. research. But I can tell you that if you are in a classroom and a lot of the instruction is given uh, verbally, 
and right. you right. have better auditory skills yeah. and your auditory processing you is uh, enhanced yeah. that can also spill over to the math um, math side so, so good, interesting good news for the yeah. music directors of uh, absolutely <laughs> of the absolutely great now let's look at the uh, the next link which i i thought was mysterious um they're talking about having a diagnosis done by a gyropractor i'd never heard of that no i uh, i haven't either and the uh the remark here the claim they make is that a chiropractor may be able to assess uh, the child with dyscalculia and determine whether subluxations exist in his or her spine and or cranial bones. And chiropractic care, craniosacral therapy and other alternative methods can offer a dyscalculia treatment where a child may begin to notice improvement in their math skills along with other positive health outcomes. End quote from their uh, I'm just website. reading from their <laughs> own website. <laughs> right. Now, uh, I, I read some more on the website, and I have to admit that personally, I am more familiar with traditional research, with control groups, uh, like I described a minute ago, uh, and where you have a clear methodology that I can, I'm more familiar with because sure. I studied in that area. Sure. Um, the statistical methods that I can understand what what's going on pre-tests and post-tests and so on and I'm not uh, I, I just uh, say I'm not able to follow the explanation on their website but in an effort to try to report on what is in the news I think it's good to, right. to mention it's it. a claim that they make so we include it in our headlines but uh, we're baffled <laughs> yes. we're baffled okay now let's see the um, the next link promises great information for children with uh, learning disabilities, great tips for them. And so what are the secret tips? Uh, well, uh, this is from a website from Affordable College Online. I like the title. I like the title, absolutely, because college is so expensive. And uh, they provide a, a page with tips for students uh, with learning disabilities in college. And they mention dyslexia and dysgraphia in the title, so that's good. But when you read the page, they also briefly uh, touch on dyscalculia. Okay. Now, maybe the percentage they mention of students with dyslexia is, is a bit on the high side and not necessarily, I think, 80 to 90% of the students with a learning issue in college only have dyslexia. But besides that, uh, they go over how to work with your professor, give study tips and strategies for test taking okay. and... Uh, then they list some some resources also for further uh, support. So helpful initiative, also great to raise awareness about neurodiversity of students in college and and good that they know um, that they may get some help uh, to get them through college. Anything that will help to get them through college is, is absolutely fabulous, right? We're talking to Dr. Schroeder. Founder of Discoculia Services, and we're looking at the links provided on the website discoculiaheadlines.com. Now, the next link is asking the questions: Do we need math throughout our whole school career, or can we just stop in, in first grade? Uh, well, well. <laughs> uh, asking the question this way, I think I have an idea what the uh, idea of the uh, author is. Uh, this is a, an article uh, comes from the BBC, and it's called. What's the right age to quit math? Hmm. 
Hmm, yeah, well, they talk about an art school in the U.S. where Jennifer Aniston went to school. Okay. And this is the school that inspired the musical and movie Fame. Okay, we remember that, yeah. Yeah, so the ask question, does a young Jennifer Aniston need to understand geometry? Hmm. We don't know that, but I think she definitely needs to understand something about finance. Anyway. Yeah, to manage her own career. Right. (laughs) The LaGuardia students say they respect their school's dual mission of preparing students in both arts and academics. Mm -hmm. But their concerns point to a wider conversation surrounding the the value of math for students heading in a non-academic direction. Okay. Now, then they go on to quote uh, Professor Hacker. He's a political science professor. He has uh, more than 45 years experience at Queens College. And he writes that a typical American school day finds 6 million high school students and 2 million college freshmen struggling with algebra. (laughs) That's probably right. He also said there are about 7% of human beings who have a kind of natural aptitude for math. For the rest, it's sheer torture for no purpose, end quote. So these were Mm. not my words. No. Um, I don't know where he gets that from. Um, Maybe he is referring to 7% of human beings who are really, really exceptional in math. No. and, and people do see his point, but then they also quote Dimitri uh, Shliatenko. Well, uh, I apologize if I don't uh, pronounce the name correctly. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's the director of pure and applied mathematics at California's UCLA. And you probably expect that he has some different opinion. <laughs> yeah. And he says that it's not a problem with math but with the way it is being taught. And I'm clearly in his area. Absolutely. Now, a good point is that uh, students in Germany, France, and the UK, all of which rank way ahead of the US by, by, I think, uh, 11 spots Mm -hmm. at least, uh, can quit math, uh, the theoretical math, uh, around age 16, opting okay. for subjects in the humanities instead. So maybe the point is, with the way math is ta- taught, and yeah. I think uh, at least there should be a major emphasis on financial literacy. Math is useful in every day. Um, learning about the balance between salaries and loans, credit oh, card sure, payments, yeah. car payments, mortgages. Yeah. How so be applied mathematics, actually. Applied mathematics. And, and you can tie that into more theoretical uh, um, things like uh, what is the chance that your uh, passwords are being found out and how long is it going to take? Um, how to find the best deal on a cell phone mm-hmm. uh, plan. Health insurance. And, and don't forget how to pay for college. Right. So if we use and teach math in a way that it's useful for students and for some students who are headed to college and maybe want to be a computer scientist mm-hmm. will please help them to uh, the theoretical uh, thing and they want to do pre-cal and calculus obviously so it should be available should but be available for students right. who are not heading in that direction 
please supply math that is useful for their career and, and their lives. Yes. Yeah. Well, that brings us to our, our uh, last link, and it's about your favorite topic, avoiding the summer sly. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's straight from uh, this, this link from the website from the U.S. Department of Education, actually. So you hear it from and somebody else. They, <laughs> they even highlight uh, tips for mm -hmm. parents to try to avoid that, that summer slide. Right. Um, and, and I do agree. Uh, I see it every year. Uh, students who worked so hard, but now they forget a lot, so much during those long summer months when their brain is not being challenged. And I also think it makes the divide even larger between kids from a background focused on education and those who are not so lucky. I mean, some kids are lucky enough to be able to attend all sorts of educational, interesting and uh, enriching uh, summer activities and camps while others are only glued to the TV or another device yeah. uh, and uh, they don't put their work to brain and it's, we all know it, it's use it or lose it so personally I've been working on this with all my students and their parents and on my website discoculiaservices.com uh, you can download a guide to prevent the summer slide in a very fun way there's all kinds of Games, board games, card games, uh, also online games, puzzles that uh, are linked to math in a in a fun and entertaining way. So please go ahead and uh, and use the resource. A very good resource. Well, thank you, Dr. Schroeder, for being here. Hope to see you back next week for another review of our links. Dr. Schroeder is the founder of DiscoCuliaServices.com. She is on a mission to increase the number of DiscoCulia tutors. There is a huge demand for DiscoCulia tutors. All the information about that is at DiscoCuliaTutor.org. DiscoCulia Headlines Weekly is a production from DiscoCuliaHeadlines.com. You can find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and we are on Twitter at discoculiahead. You can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Discoculia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.